the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Welcome to Firing Line Radio. This is Rick Travis, the Director of Development for the California Rifle Pistol Association, filling in for your host, Phil Naiman, who works miracles for you guys every weekend on this show. So we're going to try to do our best to do that by showing you how the California Rifle Pistol Association is working on your behalf, whether you're seen at home, you're at the range listening to us on the radio, you're driving your car, or maybe you're even in a pool this hot weekend listening on the side of the deck, we're here to help you understand how you can take more advantage of your Second Amendment rights and freedoms and some of the ways that the California Rifle Pistol Association is doing that to help me educate you and encourage you and get you out doing stuff, especially as we're now in a COVID-free state as of the 15th of June, is Kevin Small, who's not only one of my best friends, but he also happens to be the manager of everything grassroots that the CRPA does. And Kevin has such a small office. I feel really bad. It basically extends from the U.S.-Mexican border all the way up to the border of Oregon and from Nevada and Arizona out to the Pacific and sometimes a little bit beyond that. Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. And yeah, it's just a a great way to enjoy uh, a lot of different cultures and a lot of different ways of life. But you know, it's uh, what's great about it is that more often than not, it's about coming together. So it's about, you know, uh, pointing out our similarities as opposed to our differences. But, yeah, great to be on the show. So, Kevin, you and I have been talking a lot, and I want to make sure that each of you out there knows, you know, the whole idea between what we call a CCW, which is actually a concealed carry weapons permit, has really picked up steam despite the Biden administration, despite all the negativity going on against you know, um, law-abiding gun owners. And with the latest victory uh, currently taking place in L.A. County, you know, we have San Brandino County, Riverside County, Orange County, you know, basically where all you listeners are listening from, who all four counties are actually issuing CCWs, Kevin. And I think we should discuss that didn't happen overnight. This has been a decade-long process. Well, yeah, and it's it's been in the work for for a long time, and you have new new counties that are coming into the fold where, you know, we really have we really our first roadblock, say for Los Angeles County, is just helping people understand that it's actually happening. Uh, you know, you you work on these things for so long, and and once you get the agreeableness from you know both parties, the first roadblock tends to be to actually flip the faith and and have people understand that this is actually happening and it's something that they can take advantage of. But I think we're doing a good job of that right now. And 
And this is a great time to uh, to exercise your Second Amendment rights, especially when there are so many forces uh, that are kind of pushing against our constitutional rights. So, I mean, if you're there, get involved and take advantage. Absolutely. Yeah, you bring up a really good point that many of us don't realize that it's a handful of people that mobilize a bigger group of people to come after any right that you possess as an American or more locally as a Californian. Uh, And it takes that same like-mindedness to fight against it. And, you know, while we're seeing these freedoms restored, while we're seeing some of this come across, I want to address two issues, one that you and I talk about all the time, Kevin, but I want to make sure each of you understands this too. You know, is this a perfect world? Is this where Kevin or I or anybody else that works at the California Rifle Pistol Association, and for that fact, just about any other 2A organization I could think of, is this the way we want to see it exactly played out? And the answer is no. But we have a framework that's allowing to exercise our rights that didn't exist previously. You know, this is like, to use the football metaphor, we're moving the ball down the field towards the goalpost. You don't yell at your team and say, why haven't you got a touchdown already? You encourage your team. You take part as a fan. You get involved. You do things. And this is going to be critical because um, as of the first of this next month, we're exactly a year out from where the primaries will be happening um, and we'll be moving in towards what will become the November election in 22 that will decide who these sheriffs are and if those CCWs stay in place. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at history, the political culture that we have in California didn't happen by mistake and it didn't happen overnight either. Uh, it, it was one battle by battle. And that essentially is what we're doing right now. And, you know, there are some there. Are, if you want to keep the football reference, there are some plays where we're knocked back a yard or two. But we are also taking advantage of our playbook and advancing the ball as as we can. And obviously, you know, the, the whole picture of politics, the, the Second Amendment uh, community plays a part in, uh, I'd say a pretty darn big part. Uh, but we are definitely continuing to move forward where we can. And, and, you know, as long as we keep pushing that ball forward, we're going to score the touchdown eventually. Yeah, and one of the things that you and I were talking about, too, a couple of weeks ago that I think all of you need to understand is, you know, number one, the Second Amendment is not a Republican or a Democratic right. It is an American right. There are people who are on both those parties and other parties who are freedom-loving people that believe in the Second Amendment and exercise their Second Amendment rights. But one of the most critical things you all have to remember is, look, at the end of the day, you got to exercise those rights. you got to protect them, defend them. You know, you don't have doctors that perform, you know, surgeries or do things for you unless you have medical insurance. And one of the things that we want to talk to you about is you got to be involved. You know, hopefully you're going to get involved with the California Rifle Pistol Association. That's both of our hopes. But at the end of the day, I want you involved. I want you to get engaged. Kevin, what is one of the things that you're doing to help people in the IE and Orange and LA counties to get involved? Well, as California is opening up, um, you know, there are a lot of events that are happening uh, in northern, central and southern California that you'll be able to see CRPA at. You know, we're, we're formulating with a, a lot of our business affiliates some lot sales. You know, I, we're really trying to encourage people to get out. I know that there are difficulties with uh, purchases within the Second Amendment community right now. 
Uh, we're hoping that manufacturing uh, ends up catching up to the demand here at some point. But, you know, we're working through our business affiliate program to get out there and see as many people as we can. And then, as always, you know, we have our chapter programs where people are literally getting together uh, under the umbrella of CRPA to create action plans uh, that are going to further the, the Second Amendment culture within their local communities. These people are becoming liaisons to local to local government meetings, uh, and they're also uh, advocating on the state platform as well. So, you know, whether it be a, a fun shoot that they're organizing or uh, a mass call in to the legislation to the legislature while they're uh, about to vote on something, uh, these people are definitely making a difference. Now, and that's one of the things is, can we highlight what happened up in Shasta? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it. I mean, it hasn't happened. It's still it's still in the works. But, you know, we have a, a very strong core group of people up in Shasta County uh, that want to see uh, Shasta County become a Second Amendment sanctuary county. Uh, they they decided to uh, write a two way resolution. Uh, they went and they got enough signatures to where they were able to. Uh, uh, put it up for the Shasta County Board of Supervisors, and uh, we have been working hand in hand with them to try and get that passed. Now they they are going through a recall up there, uh, so things have been delayed a little bit. Uh, but this is a this is a great step forward. I mean, getting the getting the Board of Supervisors up there even to acknowledge that their people want a two way resolution is a big deal. And that I mean, that's not even having it passed. We need to get our local governments in tune with the way that we actually want to live. And, you know, I, I've never really understood the whole political argument here with firearms because an attack on our Second Amendment is an attack on American culture. Uh, and I, I think that that's what, you know, these people want. And this is how they're showing it, that this is not a Republican or Democrat thing. Uh, this is an American thing. And, and we want to continue and live this way because it allows us to be free. You know, and that's talk about living free. You know, one of the things that you need to realize, too, is even with this radio show, Phil Naiman does an incredible job. The staff here at the radio station helps to promote this. But all of that takes time and money. And one of the ways you can help you help Phil keep this show going is by working with some of his sponsors. And I know he has several fine sponsors, but one I want to put in because it ties in beautifully with Concealed Carry Weapons Permits, or CCWs, is ccwsafe.com. These folks work all the time. I know you've heard them on the show. They're out here to make sure you're taken care of because none of us ever want to have to use a firearm and, and hurt somebody or take another life. But in the event that happens, there are going to be fees and costs. And that's what CCW Safe is about. It's about helping you be prepared in case the worst thing happens and you have to use that weapon in self-defense. So look them up, reach out to them and use them to make sure you're fully covered just as you're trying to cover your family. We're going to be back in the next segment and we're going to be talking about some of the other things that we're doing at the California Rifle Pistol Association here on Firing Line Radio. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. As you know, every week we're sponsored by Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside, on the corner of Arlington and Brockton. 
And as I've been saying for months now, every day at Bullseye is Christmas. Why? Because you didn't have a gun when you went in the store. And when you leave, you have one. So boom, it's like a present. Every time you show up, you got something new to pick up there. Now, why do I say it like that? Because the supply chain has been so devastated in California, well, really nationwide. We're not sure what's going to happen. So you have to go to the gun stores early. You have to go to the gun stores often. And then you can find out what's on the shelf and make your purchases. So that's what we're recommending here is a uh, almost daily visit to Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Brockton and Riverside. 951-823-0211. It's Christmas time. Go on in there. Um, sweet talk, Vince. Maybe you can get a 50% discount. Let me know if that works. Okay, bullseyesport.com, 951-823-0211. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. My name is Rick Travis, Development Director at the California Rifle Pistol Association. With me today is Kevin Small, who manages all of our grassroots programs up and down the state. We're filling in for Phil Naiman, who couldn't be with you, but we'll be back next week. And we're talking about ways that the California Rifle Pistol Association works on your behalf up and down the state, the politics of the state and some of the different ways you can engage it. And in this segment, we're going to talk about kind of the history of California when it comes to firearms, and particularly uh, a policy so you understand what we've been doing for 146 years. So 146 years ago, CRPA was started back then as the California Rifle Association because there wasn't a whole lot of pistol engagement yet. That would come years down the road. But it was started for two reasons. One, to teach firearm safety and competition shooting, of which we were one of the first states to actually go back and challenge the National Rifle Association, which was much smaller at the time, located back in New York at Camp Perry, did quite well. But there was another thing that I think a lot of Californians have forgotten, and it's why Kevin and I are so optimistic. People are like, well, California is trying to take away all of our rights. We're not going to argue that. Uh, yeah, we stand right beside you and say, we know. We fight it every day. But this isn't the first time California's done it, folks. That's right. Back in good old 1875, California had eliminated hunting throughout the state. If you were any of you, any of you, you couldn't hunt. You couldn't provide food for your family. Not allowed. Um, Most places couldn't carry a firearm. I mean, it was very restrictive. And the California Rifle Association, which would become the California Rifle Pistol Association, started fighting back. You know, they trained people, they got people out there, and they started moving on hunting rights, getting that expanded, and to eventually every county opened up to hunting. Now, obviously, counties today, because they've been um, worked so hard and built up like San Francisco, there is no place to hunt. But in places where there's still public and private lands to go hunt on, people are hunting. And one of the things that we want to talk to you about, about that is everybody starts out. You know, and that first step sometimes happens because, you know, the California Rifle Pistol Association, other groups like National Wild Turkey, Rocky Mountain Elk, et cetera, will put on seminars where people can go sample game meat, which is actually much better. Your human body was designed to eat game meat. It wasn't designed to eat, you know, mass-produced, hormone-injected, genetically modified uh, meats. It was designed to eat natural stuff. And so the step and process to do that, Kevin's been working with me with, you know, youth to get them out learning how to shoot upland game birds, whether it be chucker or pheasant. But Kevin himself is a new hunter. Kevin is somebody um, just like you who's getting ready to do one of his first big game hunts. And that's going to be, uh, I believe, pig, Kevin. Yeah. 
And, you know, the way you start that is you go to a seminar. You know, you just don't go out cold and, you know, buy a gun and throw on a mishmash of camo. You got to study what you're going to be doing. You got to get a little bit more intimate knowledge of the food you're going to put on your table. You know, gardeners know everything about their tomato plants or corn plants in order to produce really good, you know, fruits and veggies. Same thing when it comes to providing meat for your family, whether you're a hunter or a fisherman. You got to stay the location, stay the areas. Just putting a pole in the water or taking a, a rifle into the woods isn't going to put food on the table. So, Kevin, does the California Rifle Pistol Association sponsor and put on game-specific webinars throughout the state? Why, yes, we do. <laughs> um, yeah, we, uh, and this has actually been a big push uh, from CRPA recently to try and get out there and you know, the educational portion, I, I, I always find it interesting, you know, and if you're somebody who ever, has ever gone on a hike, you need to understand a certain amount of preparedness uh, that goes into something like a hike. You need water, you need equipment. What if you get stranded out there? There's all sorts of things you need to think about. So these educational opportunities end up being a great way to give you the entire perspective from what you need to pack the night before to, you know, where you should actually be aiming. Uh, when you're looking to, uh, you know, take w- whether it be a bird, a pig, a deer, whatever. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, too, because one of the things a lot of people think is, okay, well, fine, you know, guys, I'll go out there and I will uh, take a webinar or a seminar and, and figure that out and just go. But, you know, nature suffers no fools. I've said this for years, a person that's worked in rescue work um, prior to working for the CRPA and, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm one of the people that trains uh, wilderness survival and disaster preparedness. Nature, nature is not kind. When you get in trouble in nature, you better know how to deal with nature and deal with the issues. And, you know, you can't just call up Walmart or Amazon and have something airdrop to you. That doesn't work out in the woods or the desert or anywhere in between. So uh, one of the things that we're doing, and Phil Naiman, your host on this show, is helping us with, is on July 24th, In Fullerton, California, at the CRPA headquarters, he is putting on a big game seminar on how to hunt deer. If you've always wondered, questioned, thought, huh, wonder how that's done. That's right. You can go to CRPA.org, and there'll be a thing on the front of the page that will tell you how to take part in that web seminar, as well as survival classes and other classes to hone your skills to prepare for that hunt. What's more, Coming out this September is what is called True Organic Game Cookbook. And it's been done by writers from the California Rifle Pistol Association, such as myself and Roy Griffith that's been on the show. But it also has people from every major hunting organization that works in the state of California that provided simple, easy recipes. And for some of you are like, "Mm, don't know if I want to jump over that corner and go hunting yet. You know what? It's like I've been telling uh, Kevin, trying to help him learn how to do this for his family. There are places where you can go purchase some game meat that has been done on game farms. It's better than what's done on a regular farm. Sample it, try out a recipe or two, see if you like it. And if you do, then you can go harvest the animal yourself and with a group of friends, create a lifetime experience and be able to provide clean, quality, holistic meat to you and your family that will uh, serve them long into the future because it will build a better you. 
In order to do this, Kevin also works with his grassroots organizations to get the information out um, on hunting and conservation and how we're actually improving wildlife populations up and down the state. Um, so what we do doesn't just benefit you, the hunter. If you're one of the people going, oh, I hate this segment because, Rick, you're just droning on hunting. It also benefits you in the public parks. So we're going to give you a couple of fun facts for this segment. Fun fact number one, if hunters and fishermen went away tomorrow, California's environment would die. Who said that? Previous Governor Jerry Brown, because the hunting and conservation community has done more to preserve your game species and your wildlife and to bring them back from extinction than any other group. And that's just a fun fact. Another fun fact is if we all left, the monies that we pour into the economy, especially in the form of licenses and tag fees, often which are never used, are what pay for your state parks. If we were to leave, almost half your state parks would cease to exist within a couple of years. And so realize that while you may not hunt and we're, we're cool with that, you need to, to support your hunters and anglers out there because we are helping to keep those areas open for camping, for hiking, as Kevin said, mountain biking and other things. And we work with all those groups to ensure your rights. I want to close this segment off with a couple of comments. You need to realize that an attack on any group, any subsection, such as hunters within the second community, is an attack on you. And if you're a CCW holder or you're somebody that likes to go shoot three-gun with AR-15s, thank a hunter because a lot of the argumentation that got both of those saved and opened up were hunters saying, hey, when I'm out in the field a long ways, I need to be able to protect myself. And hey, this is a firearm I use to take game pig, which I'm getting ready to take Kevin out to go do. Those arguments have what kept those rights and things inside of your safes in your cars to be able to go out and exercise your rights. We're going to come back the next segment. We're going to pick it up a little bit and talk about grassroots and election 22 here on Firing Line Radio. Have questions about handgun safety, local sports shooting events, or your Second Amendment rights? Just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport in Riverside. Get practical advice. No sales pitch. Vince is a straight shooter when it comes to sharing his advice and years of gun experience. Whether you're a seasoned gun owner or a newcomer, at Bullseye Sport, they welcome everyone, especially ladies considering a firearm for the first time. When they go to our store, we want to give them something that they're going to feel comfortable with. And if you're looking to purchase a gun, ammo, or accessories... If we don't have it, we will get it for you. For all the answers to your rifle and handgun questions, just ask Vince at Bullseye Sport. 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport in Riverside, proud sponsor of the Firing Line Gun Show, Saturdays at 1 p.m. on AM 590. Follow Bullseye Sport on Facebook for your inventory updates or call 951-823-0211. 951-823-0211. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. My name is Rick Travis, the Director of Development with the California Rifle Pistol Association. And joining me today is one of my best friends, Kevin Small, who is the manager for all things grassroots at the California Rifle Pistol Association. And we're going to focus 
on you, the listener, on how you can engage in some of the things. We usually talk about grassroots and in our chapters and more of the 40,000 foot level, but now we're going to bring it down to your level, what you could do. So Kevin, you know, our listener today is listening and saying, well, I'm kind of curious about this chapter thing. Where are they and how do I get involved? Yeah. So, I mean, with the, uh, with the COVID pandemic, we did move a lot of our chapter meetings to online sources. Uh, if you're a CRPA member, you are seeing a, uh, an email coming to you every Wednesday listing where all the meetings are. Um, a lot of our meetings up north have gone back to in-person meetings, but uh, in, in this Southern California area, uh, San Diego is in-person, but uh, San Bernardino slash Riverside uh, is still meeting online, as is Orange County, as is L.A. Uh, I think Orange County meetings are on the first uh, Monday of the month. Uh, Riverside meetings are on the third Wednesday of the month. And uh, the... Uh, LA meetings are on the second Tuesday of the month. Sorry, I had to had to take that one back for a second. Uh, but you know what? These people are are continuing to meet and they're really ramping up, looking looking forward to these next elections. And I, I don't know about you, Rick. I I grew up in Orange County uh, with the uh, with the thought process of you know Orange County being kind of the the last bastion of freedom on along the California coast. You know, we, we've really seen coastal counties in California um, have uh, tendencies to be blue uh, for a little while, but for some reason, Orange County remained red. Um, at, at, you know, as we go along, uh, just on the Second Amendment uh, political stage, we're still seeing a lot of contention. Like, th- this is not something that is automatic. This is not something that's given to us. Uh, and that's a reality that I have certainly seen over the last five or so years. Uh, in, t- in, the, in the 2016 presidential election, uh, we saw certain political ideals take precedent um, over others. And we actually saw a lot of counties in California go blue. Uh, whereas in 2020, we saw some of them revert back to being red. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot more that goes into that conversation. But what's what's really important for this conversation is that these groups understand uh, that this needs to be fought for. So they are formalizing, you know, their plans. They are creating new ideas, new uh, new ways to educate their communities uh, and to push forward into these 2022 elections. Uh, and we're starting to see some of that, you know, you know, start to push forward as we speak. This is a great time to get involved with these chapters. You would be getting in on the ground floor uh, of these processes, you know, to ultimately end up seeing a, an elected official that you want to see. You know, it's it's no longer time to sit back and watch the TV and complain about the people that everybody around you just voted for. It's definitely time to take action. And if you're looking for those who are pushing in your favor and you want to be a part of it, the CRPA chapter program is here for you. It's very easy to get involved. All that's required is CRPA membership. uh, And you can take part in this. And and honestly, it feels pretty good. These are very upbeat, uplifting people who want to see uh, American culture continue in this state and this country. 
you know, just by virtue of my position at CRPA, I get to be involved with a lot of these individual meetings and it is overwhelmingly positive. And I, I think that there's not enough of that going around our state at the moment. So, you know, if you want to get the uplifting uh, version of how we're going to attack 2022, uh, it's definitely time to get involved with your with your local chapter. Yeah, and some of you out there may be thinking like, well, okay, Rick, Kevin, you're just one group. Why should we even consider coming to your chapter meeting? Why not another group? You know, because there's a lot of different groups that are petitioning for your time. So I'm going to give you like five wonderful reasons. Reason number one, we have been doing this longer. We, as Kevin said earlier in a, in a previous segment, you know, sometimes using the football metaphor, yeah, we, we've had to go back and, and huddle and come back at a play a little differently. But that has given us a very extensive playbook. We have seen everything. And if you look at the number of court cases we have in the Ninth Circuit, if you look at the number of bills that we stop every year, um, you know, we would be in the Hall of Fame if this was baseball, folks, because we have about an 850 batting average. And the other, you know, 15% that makes it through, yes, can be horrible, but we litigate those. We bring you things like Freedom Week. We stop them from advancing. And we're right now working to, to move it back. We talked in an earlier segment how we've done that on concealed carry weapons permits. We've done that in hunting. We're doing that in competitive shooting sports. We're doing that in training and game things for women. We were working on the front lines during COVID to keep your gun stores open and ammunition flowing. You know, there's only so much we can do as far as the manufacturing side of it. But as far as making sure you had access points, we did that and we continue to do that and we will continue to do that. But one of the things I want you to consider is we also are not just a California Rifle Pistol Association. We have a foundation that provides resources to many, many 2A groups throughout the state. We have a political action committee. We have been working and having our own PAC for over three decades. We have more experience with that. And we don't use our PAC to, to hold, you know, and, hey, let's get together at range and go shoot and have beer. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. Our PAC actually works with candidates to get things done, works to get the movement going. You know, my attitude is if you're going to put your hard-earned dollars and your time into it, you want to see the ball being moved in a direction, which is what Kevin was getting at. And that's exactly what we do at the California Rifle Pistol Association. We're talking about the politics, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit more in the next segment. But I also want to talk, Kevin, about they can also get training when they go to those chapters. I mean, I went to one of your chapter meetings up in Ventura to speak, and it was amazing to see almost 150 people in this auditorium working together to get training out there, and not just for themselves, but to get people in the public, some of these brand new gun owners on board. Well, yeah, it's it's literally for the people, by the people, <laughs> as uh, as our founding fathers intended. And, and yeah, look, I mean, my my position here and the position that I've taken as we've created this program uh, is to be a resource. Um, and, and, and that doesn't just mean, you know, for uh, for liaisoning to local government, that means a resource for everything within the Second Amendment community. You know, I, I think it's funny there, you know, you got that uh, old analogy that says respect is is one of the ways that young people can keep their distance from old people. If we're going to look at CRPA as the old guy on the block, this is kind of the antithesis of that. This is a way to bring the wisdom of the old dog to the new person 
so that they can continue and spread the culture. And, and that is 100% necessary. If there is wisdom out there, we need to use it. You need to use it. I need to use it. And um, th this program kind of ends up being the vehicle to drive that. Uh, we do have a lot of experience. We do have a lot of resources. Um, and we do have a, a fine way of getting those resources to the people who need them quickly. And, and one of those facets is training. I mean, we're dealing with firearms here. At the end of the day, safety is the number one thing. And the best way to make safety a habit is to train. So yes, absolutely, training is gonna uh, be one of the, the forefronts of this program. And a lot of our chapters have already taken advantage of it. They're, they're getting the wheels churning on how to bring training, not just to their chapter members, but to create trainers within their chapter to bring training to their community as a whole. You know, one of the things that you touched about was obviously the generational difference. And, you know, you and I, been, you, we tease each other because there's obviously, you know, almost a 30-year gap between the two of us. But I think that's, that's a positive that people need to know when their California Rifle Pistol Association is working for them, that we don't just work for our members. We work for all Californians. But we also are representative of California. I mean, in our headquarters, in our Sacramento office, we have more women than guys. We have people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s all working. So one of the things I love is, yeah, we're the old dog in terms of we've been around for, you know, almost 150 years. But it's also been knowledge that's been passed down. And just as those of us are older, passing it down to your group, Kevin, you guys are already strategizing how you're going to pass it down to your kids in that group. And so it is a living organism that has been fighting for your rights for, like we said, 146 years. And we're going to go well beyond 150th as the oldest civil rights organization in the state of California, working throughout the state on radio stations such as this. And thank you for being with Firing Line Radio. We'll be back with our final segment. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman from Firing Line Radio Show. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Yes! Great hunter. Yes? Yes. Fine figure of a man, yes? Yes? Yes. That is all you need to know for now. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio. This is your host this weekend, Rick Travis. Director of Development at the California Rifle Pistol Association. And with me is Kevin Small, who is our manager of all things grassroots here in this state with the California Rifle Pistol Association. 
And we're going to finish this last segment with you, helping you to look at the election of 22 and some races that are already vitally important. We're going to continue with the sports metaphor. Politics is one of our two national pastimes in many ways identical to the other one, which is still by a thread, baseball. Um, And when you look at baseball, baseball has what's called a minor league team. And then if you make it up through the different levels of minor leagues, you get to go play in the majors. Well, the minor leagues start with your local city council, the dog catcher, the water board, the school board. And many of you don't pay attention to that. Many of you look at that, including judges, which is just scary to me, and you just check a box. These are people that decide the education of your kids, how much your city taxes are going to be. And if you were to end up on the wrong side of the law, those people could be the people actually deciding your fate. We need you to start engaging our chapters as we put out the information on who are the pro-American, not pro-Democrat, pro-Republican, pro-American values that Kevin's been talking about on this show, candidates. Those are going to support your Second Amendment rights. And wherever you're listening to us from today, L.A., Riverside, Orange, or San Bernardino County, there are four candidates when it comes to protecting your Second Amendment rights that are vital. And here's why. At the end of the day, the state assembly, the state senate, and even the feds can throw something down. And there is one politician that you elect that is the absolute last-ditch hope to protect your rights. And Kevin, what office is that? That's got to be the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriff, which sometimes, ironically, gets the lowest number of total votes of any elected office. And so, folks, we are fortunate. We have never been able to say this since I've worked at the California Rifle Pistol Association for almost a decade, nor has Kevin been able to say it. And that is, we have four sheriffs, one in each of those four counties, that supports your right at the time to be able to have a CCW. Sheriff McMahon is an outstanding sheriff in San Bernardino County, has done, you know, remarkable work to preserve your rights. Uh, Sheriff Bianco has one of my best buddies, um, has done absolute miracles and providing more CCWs and expanding the capability of the department. Um, one of their, their people got to be honored at a CCW conference that we co-sponsored and was very happy to see that. Um, sheriff Don Barnes out of Orange County, my sheriff, um, I can't say enough good things about Don. He's very much engaged on protecting your Second Amendment rights. And Sheriff Villanueva has pivoted and made a choice to start backing your Second Amendment rights and is moving very aggressively, and he's worked with both, I know, Barnes and Bianco and several other sheriffs up and down the state to make sure he does that correctly. Folks, you need to get behind these people. You need to get your friends out there. And let me tell you how critical it is. I know Kevin's going to chime in on this, but many, many times you think like, oh, there's no hope. When you look at a county map after the L.A. Times, the Press Enterprise, the Orange County Register publishes it, it looks like, oh, this this county is all this color or that color. If you actually look at precincts, a lot of those precincts are purple. And a purple precinct often means that if one or two people every three to four blocks change their vote, it shifts colors. Any of us walking our neighborhood could talk and get two or three people to vote on something. We're not talking about you have to move a boulder. We're talking you only have to move 
two or three souls in your neighborhood. And Kevin, how do chapters help that process? Well, a lot of our chapters have direct uh, uh, communications and direct relationships with the sheriff's department. But, you know, Rick, I actually kind of want to backtrack here for a second because, you know, you or I could sit here all day and tell everybody in the world that these people are great. Uh, but why are they actually great uh, tends to be what goes through my mind. And I think what you need to understand as you're listening to this, uh, these people have done extraordinary things. Um, Sheriff Bianco, the the swiftness and the rate that he was able to turn the CCW program around, you know, I, I, you could say it's already an existing pro CCW program, but that pro CCW program had people on a wait list for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. That wait list is no longer a year and a half. Okay. That, that takes work. Uh, and, and that takes an allocation of resources to turn that around as quickly as he has done and mad props to, to Sheriff Bianco over there in Riverside. Likewise, um, Sheriff Barnes, when, when the pro CCW program in Orange County started uh, under Sandra Hutchins, what, what you need to understand is that while uh, Sheriff Hutchins was giving the orders to expand the CCW program, Don Barnes was the undersheriff carrying out those orders. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of that responsibility fell on his shoulders, and he did it uh, with, with a lot of success. And, and the, the sheer numbers that CCW program in Orange County now holds uh, are, are large in part due to Don Barnes even before he was elected sheriff. And a lot of people would say that's why he got elected. That's one of the reasons why he got elected uh, sheriff. And you know, I, I, I want to interrupt you for a moment. You know, one of the things on Don Barnes, and uh, I don't want him to get a big hit from this, but, you know, this just demonstrates before he was ever elected sheriff, all he had to do was carry out Sheriff Hutchins' orders. You know, just, as you said, facilitate a program, get it done. One of the things that Don Barnes did, not just for the people, for those of you you who live in Orange County, for all of you in California, for each and every one of you, you who's listening to me right now in your car home, he went and asked, why are you only allowed three firearms on a CCW? Where did that rule come up? And couldn't get any answers, took it all the way to Cal DOJ and found out that wasn't a rule. It was just kind of a, a thing that people did. And he got it opened up to where many, many counties, you can have six, seven, eight, nine firearms that are attached to your concealed carry weapons permit. He didn't have to do that. Like you said, Kevin, these are people that have went above and beyond and have focused for the betterment of all of us. Yeah. And, and I mean, just take it right on down the line to uh, Sheriff Villanueva. The audacity to go against the mainstream in, in what a lot of people would call you know, a little bit of a swamp in L.A., L.A. and San Francisco, both being primarily uh, blue areas that don't support uh, Second Amendment freedoms. To look at a situation like the pandemic and, and put that on his shoulders and go against the mainstream in, in a time where cancel culture is real. His job is on the line and he knows it, but he wanted to protect his people by saying, hey, you know, we, we have we have a lot of bad things going on right now. People need to be able to protect themselves and to go against the, the grain that way and do that. These are big deals and these are big enough reasons to continue and support these sheriffs, uh, not not even just in the, the Second Amendment world, but uh, for reelection as a whole. Um, and, you know, our, our chapters are definitely aware of this. We're 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 talking with them all the time. Uh, about looking forward to 2020 sheriff's races are definitely going to play a big part in that. And it all comes down to educating. 
Yeah, and I, I want to throw out to Sheriff McMahon because, you know, we pointed out how Bianco, Barnes, and Villanueva have done stuff, but, you know, I still remember when, unfortunately, we had the terrorist act that happened um, in San Bernardino County. And across the country to this day, you will see law enforcement agencies cave to the, you know, progressive left and remove people's rights. He didn't. He stood in the face of that and said, we are not going to punish law-abiding citizens, and has actually increased the number of CCWs in his county, increased the opportunities for people to get proper training. He did just the opposite of what cancel culture would have wanted him to do. And that's why all four of those men are worthy of your support. But moving in, we want to finish on a highlight. Kevin, as you said earlier, you love the, the chapter program. I love the CRPA because we're not Debbie Downers of the Second Amendment. We're like, yes, we're finite. We're realistic. We tell you what's going on. But we're also, we want you to be able to have a good time and challenge yourself and find new and creative ways. And one of those that's coming up with Phil Naiman here on the, uh, I believe it's the 26th. Uh, yeah, 26th of June. So, you know, not that far off from now, like seven days away. I want you guys to go out to uh, the deputies in Rancho Cucamonga. You can go to thedeputies.com. And for five bucks, you can go five shots from a six-gun revolver, shoot it as fast as you can, and see if you can beat Phil Naiman, who will be out there trying to give you his best time, too. I think this would be an outstanding way to try to beat him, have a good time doing it. And you might see one of us from the CRPA there as well. Folks, I want to thank you for your support of Firing Line Radio, for supporting the sponsors and this station. And most of all, contact us at join at crpa.org or send an email to Kevin and I at contact at crpa.org. And remember, as always, we want you to be safe, shoot straight, and fight back for your rights to keep America, America. Shoot, Felipe. Shoot. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, and by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. AM 590, the answer.